Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 11 of the Audio Files podcast. I am your host, Quinn, and with me, as always, is my favorite co-host in the whole wide world. Who Mr. else Griffin do you know? <laughs> I don't know many people. <laughs> Who have you been ah. talking to? Yeah, as I was say. What other uh, hosts you got? We're we're here and we're we're back for this episode eleven and for anyone who maybe hasn't caught the first ten, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, Seriously. uh, we're here to talk about the music that we love and we're also here to talk about specifically some albums that came out. Uh, this podcast has slowly been morphing into an album review podcast, but you know what? I'm I'm here for it and we're just you just let it ride, everybody. Keep releasing and just, stuff. I don't know what to I, do. I mean, what what are we to do other than talk about all the new stuff? And, um, you know, you guys also are getting to get an inside look uh, as to what we think about all this stuff, because normally I probably would skip some of these albums, and That's now I'm listening to them regardless, and I feel like 2019 has been very bountiful. So thank you to you, all the listeners, uh, because I have a reason to listen to things like what we're going to talk about today which is going to be four albums and we're going to kind of do things a little differently this episode uh we're going to take two albums that don't really need as much to be said about them and then we're going to take two albums that i think are worthy of talking about a little more um so we're going to be looking at the new blink 182 album that came out called nine uh and we're also going to be looking at the uh album by a guy named casimir liberski liberski I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, it means Cosmic Liberty, and it is a little fusion project with uh, Matt Gartska on the drums from Animals as Leaders. And uh, we're going to be talking about those two, not quite as in-depth, but then we're going to take a little bit of a bigger look at uh, the early November album that just came out. It's called Lilac, and also the new Car Bomb album that came out called Mordial. So we are honestly all over the place uh genre wise this episode so uh get ready because we have a lot of things to say we got shows to talk about too that is also true we each went to a show this week uh and we're gonna get a chance to finally talk about some of that stuff too uh i haven't had any shows to talk about i think since we started all this that i've that i've been to so this is catch up fuck seriously i get in the pit I keep, you know, I just, I try not to miss shows, but I always do because home is nice and there is running water and toilets. <laughs> oh, they got that at the gig. Don't worry. <laughs> that is true. This, uh, the, the, the one I went to is fun, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, first of all, let's, before we jump right in, let's take a chance as we always do to see if there's anything we've been listening to these past couple weeks besides the albums at hand. Uh, I have something Griffin. I don't know if you do. Uh, I sent it to you yesterday, so yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Then uh, go forth and be with God, child, because it's a doozy. Oh, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go for it. I'm I'm here for it now because I want to hear what you have to say about this. I mean, I haven't. I've only. I think I've listened to it once all the way through, and I just found uh, it came up because of finishing the Car Bomb album. Mm. This this mm-hmm. band started, and I was not ready. <laughs> And as you listen to it, I don't think you were ready either. I was but not. There's, there is a band called Humanity's Last Breath, and um, it's pretty fucking pretty fucking sick. Um, I don't need to say much because I don't know enough about them. They've got some albums going all the way back to 2011. Um, they just put out a new one called Abysmal, or no, sorry, not Abysmal, uh, Abyssal. How do you say? Yes, that Abyssal. Okay, Abyssal. I would assume. Um, I just assumed it was Abysmal this whole time, but. Um, Anyway, the first track is called the bursting or bursting bowel of Telus. Or <laughs> anyway, it's got bursting <laughs> bowel in the title, and then the second track is called Bone Dust. So I was in. I mean, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's sick. It's heavy. Um, I don't know how to describe it because it's an amalgamation of a lot of different sounds. Um, not unlike Carbomb. That's but true. It's not. It's probably more deathcore than uh, Carbomb. Yeah, I mean, it's bro. It, I mean, it's fucking heavy. Like it. It took the doors off their hinges. It was. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like fire and brimstone and fucking you know the snake coming out of your mouth. Like it's yeah. Fucking, uh, I mean, I listened to like half of this, and I am going to be absolutely going back. And even if we don't talk about it on here, I like I'm gonna fucking crank some this li- album. I started reading some lyrics, and uh, it's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to assume. Yeah, uh, so all, all I can say is just go listen to it because I, I don't have a, a real well formed opinion yet. But uh, humanity's last last breath and abyssal is the album. So yeah, um, it's fresh in my ears, and uh, it's pretty sick. Yeah, it's, I can confirm the things that I've heard are sick, uh, and it's as good a time as ever for me to say that I, um, threw a couple songs on the playlist, which if you are not following along with is the way that you can keep track of all the music we talk about here on the podcast. Uh, you oh, can just shit. go to Spotify and you can search for- When do we get a playlist? For... <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? Uh, you can just search the Audio Files playlist on Spotify. We will come up. Uh, you can follow that. It's, as it stands, it's like 150 songs. Uh, you'll have plenty to listen to, and it is all the good stuff. So, Humanity's Last Breath, going on there. So, whenever you hit shuffle, you're going to have Bursting Bowel of Telus blast you in the fucking yeah. ear when you're least expecting yeah. it. And you're going to be excited. Yes. If you hear squeaking, uh, my dog Burger is playing with a squeaky burger toy. So, we are having Inception over here. So. <laughs> uh that's fine uh, we will you know what burger deserves a little bit of a cameo on the podcast she anyways yeah, she wanted to uh that. well what i've been listening to uh this week i've been listening to a few things but one worth talking about um i don't know if you had seen this griffin but uh aaron gillespie posted that the almost uh was like back oh yeah uh, the single which yeah. i was not i didn't even know that was something anybody wanted or needed uh and i listened to the new song and guess what it fucking sucked uh (laughs) (laughs) it it wasn't good uh i have no Uh, use for that i didn't hate it but i don't need it so yeah it's it's a medium it's a it's a medium for me dog i (laughs) it's a medium (laughs) uh yeah it was i don't care about that but what i did do is uh i went back and listened to southern weather because that album let's talk about it fucking bumps yeah that's a fucking great album dog like i i was telling brianna that for some reason uh the way my brain works when i think about like what music i would be creating in a theoretical world if i was creating music uh and it's always like 12 years behind so this is 2007 (laughs) and i'm like oh shit i could write an almost album right now uh and it's it's so fucking good it just captures 2007 so much and it's got all the instrumentation from the people from beloved and it is so sick yeah, uh, I recently, I may, may have talked about it before we even started doing the podcast, but like early, late spring, early summer, I rediscovered that album and like it was on rotation for probably like two months. It's it's so good. Album, like yeah. I, lo- I love every song on yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I, it's honestly like, I think that album in a lot of ways, I mean, I can see why whenever Aaron Gillespie was, was writing that, I can see why he kind of was starting to like want to jump ship from Under Oath because like, I mean, it, it it was that thing was a hit machine, and also uh, yeah. I think he was really on to something. And I never really got into Monster Monster or uh, whatever that what is Fear Inside Our Bones, whatever the newest yeah. one is. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really that, into those as much, but they've each got a couple songs, but they're not Southern Weather. I think he looks back on that as 
I, th- I think it was an easy album for him to make. I mean, there's nothing too complicated about it. I think it's well no. done, but you know, it's it's very overproduced. I mean, there's a lot of auto tune on it. You can tell. Um, oh yeah, especially, especially compared to like the next Under Oath album after this, they stopped doing that. So yeah, he's, he's pr- and he's pretty vocal about that. That doesn't ruin the album. It's just it's a very polished sound. But he is this, if you want to call it a band at the time, does it probably the best of any of those bands doing it. Like he's like, the agree. godfather of it, and like he made this. He, he perfects the sound. So anything he releases now has too much of a Southern, you know, on the prairie vibe to it. And that's, just not, <laughs> that's just not me. Like, I, I just don't care. My, man, my man's out on the truck wagon, all right? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't got time for it. Like, you're from Florida. Stop it. Um, yeah, and you wear a whole lot of bandanas and fedoras. And, yeah, I don't, I don't well, he lives it. in Utah now, so, I mean, I get it. Oh, that's, there's, nothing, well, there's nothing wrong with what he's trying to do, but it's not for me. Get a different band name. like that. Yeah, well, that, I guess, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, we've said it before, but that's, I think that was definitely yeah. a case of maybe come back as something different. But uh, Southern Weather still fucking bumps. And also, I feel like The Almost is one of those bands where if you just uh you know go into the fans also like section on spotify you're gonna find like a shit ton of other stuff that also slaps because that's all my if like one of my favorite eras of music it's like that you know early to mid 2000s uh emo emo core all of that type shit uh so anyway southern weather always fucking good been bumping that and it is now on the playlist as well uh like anyone needed a fucking excuse to hear say this sooner one more time but it's there (laughs) motherfuckers um but actually that that leads me to uh very easily to talk about the show that i went to this week because it was in the fans also like um i had my chance to see a city's burn which griffin you just you just talked about a couple episodes ago uh you went and saw them on the beginning half of this tour that they're on Um, yeah yeah and so and then i saw them on their second to last day so we saw them which i think is actually kind of interesting because we saw them at two different points yeah um I can keep it fairly concise because you already had a chance to to dive into it a lot. Uh, easiest way to say it is that show fucking ruled and also that band <laughs> fucking rules. Uh, it, I mean, it was like, it was great. I went with my roommate Grisha, who in has... Uh, become in recent years uh, a really big A City's Burn fan. Um, he didn't really listen to them whenever they were re- releasing music um, back in the day. And then... Uh, he sort of got exposed to them later and he's become a huge fan as well. So it was nice for me and him to both go see that together. Um, It was really good. I was very skeptical, as I've said before, about how they were going to do the whole, you know, taking the, the screamer, the unclean vocalist, whatever you want to call him, taking him out of the set for a few songs. And um, I think that they mostly handle that very, very well. I think that it's very hard for me just as a fan of the band and the way that I am, like, the set seems very front loaded in that, uh, you know, by the time they bring the unclean vocalist back out, I was kind of like, well, you could just finish playing songs from come now yeah. sleep or hell or high <laughs> yeah. water. But yeah. I mean, the dude, uh, TJ, the unclean vocalist has great energy and he's like a great yeah. sport about it all. I mean, he's like having a great time and he made yeah. it fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just cannot say enough good things about it. Um, they, all the new songs sounded spot on they sounded great um all of the stuff that they played from uh honestly it made me hear a lot of those songs from uh son i loved you at your darkest and think like oh damn these are actually like better than i remember them being uh because they just they sound nice with the 2019 polish on yeah, them yeah yeah they play them better now they do um and it was so you know those songs sounded great uh but then the it was interesting and i don't know if they did this at your show and i'm, I'm curious um 
they played uh, This Is It off of Come Now Sleep. And when yeah. they did that, they did that with TJ still on the stage. And yeah, yeah. so, and I think that's actually, I think that's kind of a cool, uh, a cool way to do that. It was a nice thing to get him involved and it actually sounded very organic to keep him on the, the mic for those parts. And um, that was nice. And then, like I said, they got into uh, Come Now Sleep and Hell or High Water stuff. And pretty much, I think that the way they did it at our show was just they played uh, Contact straight into uh, World is Gray and then straight into into the Sea. And fucking, like, the, those three songs, I mean, it, like, it genuinely brought, like, a tear to my eye because they just sound so good. Like, it is so yeah. raw and emotional yeah, and... Ugh can't say enough um i think that it may have even boosted come now sleep higher on like my favorite albums of all time i mean it was already probably top 10 it, it may be yeah. top five now after just seeing it live and i uh i also had a chance at the end of the show to uh talk to the drummer and the guitarist slash singer cody i talked to them each uh cody a little more extensively and I don't know if you talked to him whenever you were at the show or have ever talked to him at any point in your your time, but uh, he's like the most humble, nice dude I think I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's always been a nice guy. He's like, he's so nice. He, the whole yeah. time he was like so appreciative that we were there and he was like, you know, trying, he was very humble about like, you know, this is our second to last day of tour and, you know, we sort of try and flow through our set and uh, we don't want anybody to ever think that, or, you know, hear any of our tiny little mistakes. And we, you know, and he was just so humble. It was great. I loved him. He was very, very nice. Um, he couldn't like wait to talk to fans. He was so great. So they were amazing. Uh, the only two other notes about the show are that, Many rooms opened and talk about something that I don't care about seeing live. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had no interest in that, and it's it's not great. It's the it's the wrong tour. It's the wrong room. She's, yeah, she's great. She the album's really good. I actually really like her, but it's not for that tour. She also and I I this is not this is gonna sound like more of a criticism than I mean for it too. But um, I was already not very like here for the set she was playing. Uh, she also forgot the lyrics in the middle of one of her songs and oh, great. literally and literally was just like I forgot my own lyrics I'm gonna start this whole song over and just like started the song over and uh, that's fine I totally am like understanding of people having mistakes on stage and stuff but it yeah. was like I was already so out of the experience that as soon as that happened I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a few laps like bye <laughs> um but she was, I mean, she's she's obviously talented, so that was kind of whatever. Uh, and All Get Out, I think, was better than I, they had a really good stage presence, except for uh, I wanted to, like, uh, I don't know, I did not like the vibe that their lead guitarist was bringing to the table. He yeah. was, like, getting up, like, on the front monitors and, like, do it, like being very over the top with, like, uh, acting like he was, like, in a fucking 80s hair metal band or something with, like, his guitar solos and, like, it was very weird and the wrong energy. Uh, and the drummer looked like the love child of Fidel Castro and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They do have, he makes ugly drum faces too. <laughs> but he was good though. He was, he yeah. was solid as hell, but he did yeah. wasn't the prettiest to look at. Uh, yeah. But no, anyway, the, that sounds like I'm talking shit about them, but in all honesty for a band that I don't listen to, and I don't know if I will listen to them now, uh, they did put on a really good show. So I was pleasantly surprised by them. Yeah, I thought I thought they did good. The bass player is the one that had the weirdest energy. He was like hip hip dancing and like yeah. blowing kisses at everyone. And I'm like, yeah, if we're gonna go on a date, let's go on a date. 
<laughs> yeah, Grisha, as soon as it was over, Grisha was like, I think I want to put that guy in a locker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, they were good. Though. I mean, like I said, they, they sounded spot on and they, they were having a fun time. But uh, really, the moneymaker was a city's burn. And I, like, fuck, man, I, I'm there for their live shows now. So they can, yeah. they can take my money. Yeah, I, I hope they keep doing it. Me too. Uh, well, so, okay, let's slide into what show you went to this week. And uh, uh, I went to two shows, fam. Wait, you went to two? Uh, yeah, uh, last week and then one this, or I guess. Well, uh, go forth. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of your business. Okay, <laughs> good talk. <laughs> uh, the first one I we went to a couple weeks ago was for my wife's birthday. Actually, technically they both were. Um, but the first one she's more of a fan of, um, and so is your brother, but, uh, we went to see Josh Ritter and I think it was my fifth time maybe seeing him oh, fourth or fifth time. I forgot that you guys did that. Maybe it was my fourth time. Morgan would know. I think she's seen him one more time than I have. Um, but yeah. So all the way back in like 2007, I think is the first time I saw him. He's been around for, for since early two thousands, uh, singer songwriter, kind of folky. Um, it's definitely more rock now. Um, but it's, it's kind of, f- f- uh, folky stuff, but, um, he plays with a full band. He does some acoustic stuff. He's a great performer. I've always really liked him live. He's not really something I listen to, um, on the album, but if you like any of that kind of stuff, um, singer, songwriter, folky, he's got some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. I always <laughs> give my wife shit. Cause it sounds like he's rapping most of the time because he's put <laughs> a lot of, I mean, literally on the shirt she bought, it says uh, a lot of words, rock and roll. I mean, that's literally what <laughs> he's just, wow. you know, my wife's very, you know, she's a librarian, very into, uh, Eng- you know, she's an English major, you know, loves poetry, all that kind of stuff. So basically he fits all the criteria for her. And so in turn, I'll, you know, I enjoy it too. But uh, he's a great performer. Um, we saw him in, I forget the theater already, but it's in, in Columbus. But it was a sit down show, which I always appreciate. It's probably the third time I've seen him where we're sitting down. Um, but it's a great show. The whole band is fantastic. He knows, he knows how to play. He knows how to work his audience writes great songs. I mean, all, his whole catalog is just, um, you know, every album's pretty different and he's been through some stuff and he's, you know, kind of public with the stuff he's been through. But either way, if you enter that music, just check it out. I can't do it justice. My wife can talk about it more, but I still like him. He's one of the best live performers I've seen in that arena. So, um, yeah. recommended. I, yeah. Uh, Josh Ritter has always, I have pretty much grown up. I feel like around Josh Ritter. Cause as you said, yeah. my brother, has always been very into him. Morgan, my sister, has always been very into him. So yeah. it's just been like, it's always been tangentially near me. And as yeah. I'm sort of the same way where it's not necessarily my type of music uh, for like heavy listening. But I mean, he is, he's fucking great. Uh, yeah, and, you, you can't take that away from him. And yeah. My favorite album is the one that you know, when I first saw him is still so runs the world away because it's probably his most like, I, I, for my listening at least, uh, you know, probably his most indie um, kind of emo accessible mm-hmm. uh, album for me so that's what really like oh he actually because before it was more more folky and acoustic which is not bad but like that it didn't grab me um but as soon as he did that album like in 2007 that's when i kind of jumped on board and later albums have still had a similar vibe but um oh i'm gonna forget now um his recent album oh he just worked with uh, is it josh isbell who's a very big uh folk guy and you know very big in the music scene um his last album, Josh Ritter worked with him and his, and Josh's Isabel's band. And so that's how he's kind of getting a lot more recognition now, but either way, he deserves everything he's getting. Check him out. I don't have to go on that for too much longer. Um, the other band we saw as a band that I really love. And we saw him on my birthday this year 
in Cleveland, and we went to Washington, D.C. last week for my wife's birthday and decided to see the same band. It's Pine Grove. Um, it was one of the best fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. So I, I don't have to go into a lot of Pine Grove. If you, if you know them, um, there was some kind of some controversy with them. I'm not going to get into it. It's not my place. It's doesn't, I'm here for the music. So if you want to look into that, do that on your own time. They've moved past it. They've done it. If of all the bands that have gone through something like that, I think they've handled it the best. They did what they're, they did what they should have. Um, and they're still doing it the right way. Um, but they deserve all the success they're getting. I got into them kind of later in their kind of blow up, but they just put out their, latest album last year on a delay because of the stuff that happened to him, but it's called, um, skylight. It's fantastic. It was my, probably my top album of the year last year. Um, but anyway, they're still touring off that or finishing the tour on that. And they're just such a good band. It's also kind of folk, kind of that alt country sound. Um, they're very much in the emo scene, but they could, I mean, they could, some of the stuff they write, I mean, it could be on CMT if you, if you really try to put it there, you know, mm-hmm. just how like their country harmonies and everything else, but they're, they're a bunch of emo kids from New Jersey. I mean, they're not, they're not that type of music, but the, God, they write some of the best fucking songs, some of the best lyrics. Um, they put on such a great show. I saw them in a small place in March and they're playing a much bigger place than 930 club in DC. Um, probably at least double, if not triple the capacity, uh, probably double the capacity of the one we saw them in Cleveland, but they worked that room. It was sold out. Everybody knew every word. I mean, they, they put on such a fantastic show and I, I just see huge thing. They're going to blow up. I mean, whatever their next oh, album yeah. comes out. Yeah. They're, they played, they're on their yeah. way. <laughs> they played three songs, new ones, and they were all great. I mean, I just, I can't say enough good things about the band, at least musically. Um, it's, it's such good music and I know it's not for everybody because it took me a long time to get into them, but they have some old audio trees and um, a tiny desk concert you can see, but it's a unique style, but they do it so fucking well. So if you get a chance to see them or even just go listen to them, but Skylight is perfection. So that is definitely my recommended release by them. Yeah. But yeah, it ripped. And that 930 Club in DC was probably one of my favorite clubs I've ever been to. Really? I mean, I, I, I saw the fantastic. I saw the videos uh, that you or the, from the show that you guys had posted, and uh, I mean, it the the energy looked insane, and yeah. uh, the the venue itself did look really great. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very well known club. I mean, you could Google it and find all the the stuff they're known for. I mean, it's been around since the '80s, but um, it just sounded good, especially after going to Agora, where it just sounds like mud. Uh, <laughs> the weeks before to see Starting Line, I mean, it just God, it sounded so good. And they just played it so well. And the band that opened for them, Boy Scott, uh, was really good too. I don't really recommend their release because it's been like three years since they put out an album. But at least live, they were fantastic. I, I hope they're working on something new that sounds closer to what they sounded like live. Yeah. Um, but even they, I mean, the people were losing their minds for them too, and nobody's heard of them. So like, they just they sounded good, and they worked the room really well. So um, all around, it was a great show. Probably one of my top ones of the year for so far. Wow, that's f- fucking high praise, fam. Yeah, go, go listen to Pine Grove. Shit. I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I am sort of just like on the fence about Pine Grove. I, and it's only just because, as you said, I mean, it's not music for everybody. And it, I don't think it's bad necessarily. I've also never given it that in depth of a listen. I'd probably end up liking it. Uh, but it's just funny for me because I have on your end, I mean, you and, you and Morgan are very big fans. And, um, you know, you guys have, been fans for a while i feel like at least in in yeah. my memory and uh so i always like have that good side coming from it and then there's this one like not very well known music critic that i follow on twitter who is like the most anti pine grove guy i've ever heard in my entire life is it musically or because of the controversy 
both. <laughs> he is okay. he hates all of it. And it's not yeah. that I I don't think that he's necessarily right. I don't know enough about the music yeah. or the people to comment on it, but it is funny because in my mind anytime the the band Pine Grove comes to mind, I like have this dead split in my mind where I'm like well, Griffin and Morgan really love it, but this other yeah. guy. Uh, but I do know that there is controversy attached. But I know that, like, I mean, it I mean, is. It's, it's technically it's gone now. I mean, it's yes. not really there anymore. It's yeah. just unfortunate that it delayed some of their careers. Probably for the best, though. I mean, that it gave them time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's themselves. Yeah, and I. But I think that, as you said, they are a band that is about to blow up. I mean, they they. It's it's incredible. I, they do have, I think. Uh, I mean, and maybe this is speaking out of my ass, but I do feel like they have a fairly uh, unique sound, especially in their in their execution of it. I mean, because it is like you you'll hear their guitar riffs and things, and it literally is you know CMT. But it's I mean it's yeah. it's got a lot of fucking emo in it, man. It does. I mean, that's it took me a while to get into them just because there were so many bands like that, and I didn't really give them a chance or like figure out what was special about them until just one day I did, and like I said, before Skylight was released, and I'm like, oh shit, this band's actually really good. Um, and writing some really cool and heartfelt stuff. And then, yeah, Skylight really did it for me. And they write and record all their own stuff. I mean, they're not, there's not like this huge backing. They're just very independent. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, he's probably your age. I mean, no, he, I guess he's probably late 20s. So, he, I mean, he's young, though. They're all, they he's all young, seem though. fairly the, the, young. His talent, his talent is incredible. And his voice is fantastic. And he was pitch perfect the whole show. Wow. I mean, it just, he was better than the recordings. I mean, he was doing stuff that was not on the recordings. And, it just sounded fantastic. So oh, I, th- I think there's big, th- if they keep on this path, there's, there's really big things for them coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I fully agree with that. I think that they are going to be fucking all over in that. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm actually surprised that I don't see more, uh, sort of ruckus about them in Austin because they seem like a band that would do very well with the Austin music scene. Oh, probably. Yeah. And may- maybe well, they did in their earlier days. Maybe they're already sort of past that, they did. Uh, but they, they, they self-released skylight. Uh, because they had to really yeah and so there's not really a big push around them other than their own you know buzz so mm-hmm. um with a, what i think they're signed to something a new label now so whenever the next release comes out i'm sure they're gonna have a much much bigger push and get people's attention so, yeah like i said i think it helped them and hurt them at the same time for yeah. the kind of get they had like a year gap basically where they weren't where they were about to release an album and then couldn't so yeah well i so. he, here's here's the important takeaway that you went to one of the best shows of the year uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I am I am jealous of that. That sounds like that was a very fun time. It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd stop talking about me and my affairs. Uh, yeah, I wish you'd fucking stay out of my personal business. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the shows we went to this week. Uh, it's I do think it's sort of ramping up uh, for for both of us. Maybe um, I know that I have more than a few shows that I am trying to juggle in the the coming months um yeah. i still have that starting line show to look forward to which is going to be oh, yeah. uh kind of a bitch because i have to drive three hours for it but it is worth it yep and uh hey, i drove two hours for mine so that's that's it. true i mean it's it's the same yeah i mean that's honestly up until living in austin i feel like there was a huge percentage of my shows that i was having to drive to like cleveland for anyways yep so i i'm there for it i've just been spoiled lately it's just uh, much easier to drive to cleveland because it's one straight highway yeah it is <laughs> so. literally one straight highway uh yeah but anyway i'm looking forward to that so we'll have more shows to talk about in the the coming weeks and months um and and then that leads us to some albums, and uh, we're going to start off soft. We're going to start off on the ones with less to say about. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start off with the Casimir Liberski uh, album. Oh, uh, which you know, I think that here's what I'll say: 
it's a fucking tight album and it is i wish it's one of those albums that makes me wish that i was uh i consider myself fairly uh musically literate but i mean it's it's pretty i mean it's a pretty technical jazzy fusion album through and through and i actually don't know much about the you know the whole uh team involved in making this i mean where is it one guy and matt gartska or is it uh, no yeah so casimir laberski is the name of the guy yeah Uh, he's he's my age two months older than me uh from belgium and he's a famous or not famous but he's a well accomplished pianist um went to berkeley um so he's he's got some he's been on a few things he's got you know some albums to himself but this is one he did with matt gartska and louis de mule i don't know i don't even know what he did i assume bass on the album Mm. Um, but Matt Gartska from Animals as Leaders, the drummer, is how I even found out about this because he kept posting snippets of it and then it finally came out. But um, yeah, the only thing I could, to describe this album, and I was talking to Matt about this and I let him listen to a little bit of it um, yesterday, is it is that meme of the woman um, trying to do the math problem. <laughs> um, you know, like where she's looking yes. and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's basically this album in a good way. It's just like it starts off. Every song is completely different. They're all so complex, but like it gets to the point to where it like starts to hurt my head. And but in a good way. Yeah. It's just like, what the wait, hold, what the fuck? You know, like, you just can't. It's it's wild. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it, it has such great moments. I mean, it has peaks and valleys and it's one um, like I think I was telling you before we started. I listened to it all the way through and then I kind of selectively picked out stuff that I like because i knew we were going to do a quick thing on it mm-hmm. but um I, it's one that i'm just going to keep I just have to bring back up because it, it it's like with the first time i heard dillinger escape plan like it gave me a headache yeah uh, because you know at 10 years 10 11 years old i couldn't fucking fathom or maybe it was 12 whatever it was uh couldn't fathom what the fuck i was hearing so like it just took repeat listens to like digest it so that it's one of those it's not a bad thing but if you like any kind of jazz experimental avant-garde fusion stuff like it's it's incredible so it's highly recommended it's yeah it's just hard to fucking say so <laughs> it's it, but it, also i mean some of these songs i mean they're fucking long i mean like it's it, they're, oh, yeah, they're not like long. it's not they're compositions yes yeah, they're not. exactly they're not yeah they are all compositions i mean i'm looking one of them is 15 and a half minutes i mean it's mm-hmm. these are these are very much you know like musical arrangements to the t and i mean it's it really is like it's yeah. all just performed so well, and I like. Is there anything that Matt Gartska can't do? I mean, him talking. No, but him talking <laughs> about uh, the album and like breaking down parts on his Instagram. You know, recently it's just like it, even then it hurts. He's like, it's actually not that complicated. It's. Re-. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but if you uh, if you're a musician or or you know appreciate music theory or anything like that, I mean, you'll you'll enjoy it. I mean, it may, it may not be your favorite thing, but at least you'll appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's yes. very jazzy though. So if you like jazz, you're going to like it. So, I mean, it's, it's also, I mean, and maybe this sounds like a condemnation, but it's not, but I mean, it's very much something that you could turn on in the background. I mean, this is like some fucking, it's like some high octane, uh, dinner party music. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You definitely like be fucking what is that? Yeah. <laughs> every time yeah, you just you'd hear it, you'd pop in every now and again during your dinner yeah. and be like, What the fuck like what time well, signature is this start, in? Yeah, they all start just very, you know, like, Oh, okay, I got the groove and then all of a sudden it's like, Well hold, wait, what? How many drum <laughs> how many drumsticks is he holding? <laughs> and how and how many fingers does that guy have? Like he yeah. just can't keep up. It's I mean it's yeah, it's it's really fun. I mean it, it is 
yeah, it's past my capabilities for it, sure. yes uh <laughs> but i just i enjoy things like this so much because i think that you know so like it's refreshing to me yeah, yeah because i mean how many people on this planet can actually like play music this well you know so anytime an album like this comes out like does it, of course i'm gonna listen to it it's fucking tight yeah no that yeah that uh the first two tracks i mean i was hooked they're just they're both so different from each other but mm-hmm. yet so complex man yeah, i love it yeah, and I actually also it's worth saying I really like the album art as well. Uh, I feel like the album art yeah. very much does justice to uh, what the whole album has got going on. Um, yeah, it's very. It reminded me a lot of uh, Dance Gavin Dance when I first saw mm-hmm. it. I was like, is this, is this a Dance Gavin Dance? It, it looks like uh, Dance Gavin Dance mixed with like Daniel Johnston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's got a lot of that it in is, it. Yeah. So that's why I didn't know what to expect when Matt Garska started posting about it i'm like what the, what the fuck is yeah, that like what are you doing uh um, i'm now yeah i mean but like i said i i think that for me you know one of the main takeaways is i like he, I, matt garska's got to be top five drummers like alive <laughs> yeah he right now for sure yeah i mean and yes I, that you know that that ebbs and flows but in terms of what he's he's doing it is phenomenal and as, as a drummer especially you know considering that i can hear this album and i can't I can't even fathom anything besides the drums. And even the drums are just making me scratch my head at every fucking turn. And it's, yeah. it, it just, people shouldn't be able to move like that and make noises <laughs> like that. Uh, it's, it's unnatural, son. Yeah. I don't know how they even recorded it, but uh, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think that I can, I can say uh, we, we had, and I'll, I'll mention this. We had also talked about, you know, for some of these albums that we'd like to give you guys sort of a, you know, at the end of it, do we recommend you listen to it or do we recommend you skip it? And, uh, yeah. I think that this is a firm recommend. Uh, it yes. may not be for everybody, but I can firmly recommend it for everyone. All the same. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, and so taking things in the other direction, let's talk about Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Spoiler alert! It fucking blows. Did, did, well, okay. <laughs> let me let me hit you with two two things. One, who the fuck was actually expecting this album was going to be good? Because I want to talk to them personally. Let's bring them on the show and interview them. Yeah, nobody. Uh, and let's also talk about how there's like fucking fifteen songs on here. I think I made it to like maybe track 10 and i was like all right i gotta go i could not finish this album that is how much oh, i no, did I listen, not like it uh, no i i'm dedicated to the to the cast i okay. i give you credit because this is <laughs> i i wanted to yeah i wanted to I see to the whole album you you're a good man uh it's only 41 minutes but i listened to the whole i didn't listen to it in one sitting it took me probably two car rides to get through it so like there and i didn't even this is one of the songs i didn't even hear there's a fucking song called on some emo shit and like oh it is and they don't even say it in the song they don't even reference it. It's just that's the title of it. And that was the most frustrating part. It was like, if you're going to talk, if you're going to name a song that, like, fucking, where, where's the reference to it? It's, bro, it's it bad. Was, it was, it's so the, bad. No, you need, you go back and listen to the last track. Just remember to forget me, which is like comically titled. Because, <laughs> yeah, I would, lo- I would love to. Um, it is so fucking bad. Um, this is the worst. Uh, <laughs> there, there is no other way. To put it, I we I think we've when Matt was on, we talked about Blink One Eight Two. It's just I don't know who this is for, what they're doing, why they thought they needed to do this. It is Mark Hoppus can't decide if he's actually I want to steal this because I read it somewhere else, but it is a good line. He can't decide if he is a kid or writing for kids. He, <laughs> he bounces, but he bounces between those wow. in every fucking song. That is, is dead on the money. Yeah, it is just it's horrible. And I, what I frustrates me the most is some article. Some articles are like praising 
the new direction and you know the darker lyrics i'm like a first grader wrote these yeah these are are horrible he literally wrote those in crayon yeah this is bad and so the backstory i I, before we started the podcast i kind of looked it up because i wanted to know more about the album because there's a horrible music video of kids doing awful current dancing to them in a gymnasium it's it's bad yeah the song dark side which the lyrics are horrible real bad Um, the whole thing's crap let's just talk about it musically it's crap um but the backstory is they did california um whatever that sucked too but it's better than this guys (laughs) the other guys went on to do some side stuff and mark hoppus started getting uh like clinically depressed or and didn't know why and everybody recommended you know oh you should do music and so or like write music because that's always what helped him blah 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 so he started to do that like a solo thing and then teamed up with he would like wanted to like have guests on there but the first person he called was that alex guy from all time low uh, what is it all time low and decided oh this works and just did that shit project with him which that also sucked uh, that also sucked and then um then they started to do blink 182 again and whatever first pass they had at this um sucked <laughs> and they decided to scrap it and bring in a bunch of co-writers like pharrell and all these like hip-hop people and if if this is what came out of that, I hate to hear the first version because this is some of the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. This is childish music, childish writing. The, 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 I will say there are moments of this that the frustrating part is there could be good songs out of this if they really tried. But this sounds so overproduced. It's John Feldman who's done a bunch of stuff and he co-writes everything he does now. And it just it all sounds way over the top and just bad. It's, and the yeah. fact that they couldn't write this themselves, that... I saw something that Travis Barker said. He um, was like so happy with this because um, let me see if I can find the quote because it pisses me off even just thinking about it. Well, uh, you know, and I guess I'll jump in here and say that, uh, you know, this, so this is, you know, the second album that they're releasing uh, with uh, what's his face, Matt Skiba from Alkaline yeah. Trio. And I like I, when he first got in the band, I was like, okay like i can see that like it's fine like i yeah. i understand how that's who they went with and like it you know he wasn't trying to necessarily replace tom but you know on, on california he i felt like he wasn't fully integrated and yeah oh he admits that too and and this one he is very much you know fully integrated part of the band but oh, yeah. i wish he wasn't he, his parts are awful yeah like it's, it's not it doesn't sound good. good like i don't enjoy his singing style it doesn't sound like it's, it doesn't fit. It, it almost sounds like they didn't want him to be like all of his vocals seem like they're turned down a few notches below Mark Hoppus's, which is just like yeah. weird because that's not the point of Blink-182. Yeah. Like it's no, it's it's I don't I don't need his vocals. I don't need the hip hop aspects of it. I don't need the electronics like this is the quote that uh, Travis Barker said was um, making sure Blink isn't isn't different than modern music rather than being something of the past is a big achievement for me, which sounds like such a stupid thing to say <laughs> because why I don't need blink to be modern music. No, like you should you to strive to be different than modern music. Like you don't have to be something of the past, be something, you know, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it one of the other releases, releases we're going to talk about, but you can progress and still stay relevant within your, you know, past, you know, yeah. this is, this is, I don't need this and I don't need them writing stuff about the political landscape and Ugh. all this stuff. Like this is not what I blink one is for. This is not the Avenue. It sounds forced. It sounds horrible. It doesn't sound genuine. It sounds like it's childish. It's some of the worst shit I've ever heard. Like lyrically, like what is this that these 40 year old men are writing these 
songs for 13 year olds yeah it's insane i mean and so i'm looking now as well i didn't realize that they had had quite that many you know people collaborating on the writing but i mean like you wouldn't think (laughs) with how horrible it came out (laughs) i mean some of the like some of these songs are co-written by like the dude from sugar cult which why yeah who like who gave him fucking license to write a multi-million dollar album and then like all these other names i just don't understand and it it's just weird. It just seems like, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand why Blink-182 is still a band, I guess. I feel like they, they had that whole Las Vegas residency, and I know we had, we've talked about their tour and shit before, but, like, yeah. it's they had the Las Vegas residency, and honestly, like, why couldn't they just fucking ride that until they died and just, like, played yeah. old Blink-182 songs? Because, like, what? What? This is not, this is, you know, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I'm offended by it. It's, it's not good. It's no for me, dog. It's 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 a big no for me, and I you know, and yeah. it's it's making me I I don't know like it. I don't know. I didn't think it was possible, even though it it does feel like very different bands. I didn't think it was possible for me to feel like the old Blink was getting ruined, but I feel like the old yeah. Blink is getting ruined. Well, they play them horribly. I mean, I still watch live videos of what they're doing now, and it just it doesn't sound good. It's it's poor. It's not. It's a nostalgia thing for most fans, I'm sure. Which whatever, but. I'm not here for it. I don't. I've never. I don't like Travis Barker. The more I find out about this guy, the more I've started to dislike him. I hate that he thinks he is Mr. Hip Hop mm-hmm. and has to be a guest appearance on. Like his drums do not add anything to any hip hop song I've heard him do. Literally, and I don't not need him one. trying to do that in Blink One Eighty Two. Like I don't get what his fascination is with. <clears throat> you know, I like rap or hip hop, and I'm just going to put my kid on it. Like, no, you didn't add anything to it. Yeah, <laughs> like it, you just you made it more annoying. <laughs> it's true, and I think that one of the one of my big problems with Travis Barker is that like at purely face value and i mean objectively speaking like he is a talented drummer i mean he's fucking yeah he's a good drummer but the th- but he hasn't progressed in 20 exactly. years exactly and and my thing with with blink is that um you know i think that in the earlier stuff you know a lot of his he still played very straightforward like punk beats and stuff but he also was filling them in with like you know very hip-hop chops and like shit like that and it, yeah, it worked with that. It, it worked and it was sort of the the shtick of it all but as they got bigger and as they are i mean they're very clearly moving into trying to be like a pop rock band and yeah. as you move into that the idea is that the drums should be toning back but instead like half yeah. the, the songs are either like the most basic fucking like four four bullshit yeah. that you've ever heard or they're on the other end of things they're like literally gospel chops for like eight minutes yeah. straight over top <laughs> of like matt skiba guitar riffs and and that just yeah. like it doesn't work for me and i think that that's actually like i think that's poor songwriting and i think that yeah. that's like blatantly him not wanting to tone it down even though there's no reason for him to tune it up <laughs> yeah uh, there's, it, i don't it get it I don't get it. And the, the, the thing I mentioned earlier about this whole, you know, I've said for years that, you know, Mark Hoppus is the reason that Blink-182 is bad. And he, because he won't grow up And this whole, if he had depression, whatever, I'm not going to go down that path. I mean, that's legitimate, but his whole thing is he just, he can't sit still. Like mm-hmm. he never has been able to. So he just keeps hammering this Blink-182 nail into the fucking coffin. Just like, take a step back for a minute. Like you don't have to do every fucking pop punk project. Like, mature just just a hair like you know at least tom left and tried to do something different yeah and matt made me listen to the new angels and airwaves uh song uh i think it's kiss and tell mm-hmm. and i didn't hate it yeah it was, it's, it's actually pretty good so like uh, I, it, and they just played cleveland and you know matt solomon said it was actually a great show so it's like 
I understand more about where Tom was coming from. I did not understand it, but it just makes so much more sense now that, you know, Mark Hoppus is just, he can't fucking let it go. Oh, yeah. Like, he can't let it die. Like, yeah, and it, it doesn't even have to let it die, but just, like, act like you have been doing it for 20 years, you know? Yeah. Or long, 25 years. Act like, act appropriate. Yes. <laughs> and write album that's, like, it just doesn't seem genuine. It seems forced. It's just, it's not good. The only redeeming factor is if you take, I like the album art if you take their logo off of it. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes, I, I agree. You take their logo yeah. off of it, it's fine. Uh, but it's pretty cool album. I, I mean, even just looking through, like, you know, I think that as much as Neighborhoods is not an album that I enjoy, at the same time, like... I'd rather have that. And and that was, like, you know, eight years in between, you know, uh, the self-titled and that one. And they came back, and even though there was a lot of similarities, I mean, like, it was a different album. Like, that is the most different yeah. of any of the Blink albums. And that's why I wasn't really... That album wasn't for me, but I also wasn't mad that they were back. Um, it makes this out. It makes it better, though, with the, what they're releasing after the fact. Yeah, but, you know, and it's also... I think that... I can sometimes forget that if we're really looking at it, I mean, the last good Blink-182 album came out 16 years ago. Yeah. 16. Brother, like, that is old enough to get a driver's license. Like, it has been that much time since Blink-182 has produced an album that I was like, oh, shit, this fucking bumps. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not good. And so I don't know who this is for. I'm sure somebody out there likes it. I'm shocked that there are even good reviews on it, but it's... No, I'm done with them. I am. I'm. Yeah. I. I mean, they. They had pretty much lost me already. But even, uh, Brianna, my girlfriend. I may have said this before, but yeah, she. She turned it on and was just like, "No, this is the word. Like, this is so bad. Why? Why? Why?" Yeah. No. It's not good music. Uh. So that's gonna so be a big thumbs a, down. It's a thumbs down. Um. I don't know if I can give you a redeeming song on there to recommend. But, I'm not. Even, um, can I be honest with you? I'm not going to put any of these on the playlist because no, you don't want to put a good blink song on there. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sub that out guys. We're going to fucking, yeah, we're going to get some better blink on there. Um, yeah, mm, man, there's so many other good blink songs that I'm looking through. Anyways, the album sucks. Don't listen to it. That I don't think there should be a 10 blink 182. If you're listening, don't yeah. keep that one to yourself. Uh, and actually, I didn't even mean to do this, but I'm a consummate professional, and I said 10, and 10 leads me into the next album that I want to oh, talk shit. about, is oh, shit. the early November. Uh, yes. Because you know what, guys? Let's get down to brass tacks. We all know that we're emo fans around here, and early mm-hmm. November is, that's some deep emo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably more pop punk well, the early stuff. But that's yeah. true. But it's my it's it is what I am they're here more, for. They're more indie rock at this point, but yeah. They have certainly changed a little. Uh, this album yeah. just came out. It's called Lilac. Uh, as I said earlier on in this episode, and um, I honestly did not even really, uh, you know, I I have a big love, big big love for uh, for all of this. The EP from like 2002, and also The Room's Too Cold, uh, their debut mm-hmm. album. Those are two of my absolute favorites and to be honest like i like those enough that i consider early november like a really great band i really like a lot of the projects that uh the lead singer ace enders has done uh in between a lot of the early november stuff but really early november is always the later things have sort of been take it or leave it they're good they're just not always something that i want to listen to um and this is probably the first that i've actually sat down and, and really dived into uh, an early November album in, in quite some time. And uh, I, I 
I have some thoughts, and they're not the thoughts that I initially had when I listened to it. I Let me go, go ahead and say, I've listened to this album, I think, like, three, almost four times, and uh, I think that I like it. I think that I actually... <laughs> I. Well, go, let, let's hear let's hear what you have to say. I have I have some thoughts, uh, but go on. Let's okay. let's hear what you, you got. Uh, so I I love Ace Enders. So <laughs> we'll just put that. He's up. he's great. Uh, I've loved Ace Enders since the first time I bought the Drive Through Records DVD. I think it was two thousand two, and it was all the Drive Through bands mm-hmm. in that tour. And first found out who they were. Their tour. It was for all of this. I am not a huge fan of for all of this. It's actually the one I do not listen to. Um, I like all the songs on it, but it's just like, it's kind of like, I've, unpopular opinion, I don't like the first brand new record either, but I know the songs on it, but it's not one I listen Actually, to. let's take a sidebar to say that you've always told me that, and I've always been really offended by it, uh, but yeah. bro, I, that album may not really be that good. <laughs> the first brand it's, new album, really that is. is. It's good because at the time, but like, it is not one I re-listen. Like, I can't, they put out such better music uh, it's, that I can't listen to yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what, early, that's what with early November, it's like, there's better music that I don't revisit that, and want to hear i mean like they're gonna yeah. play, they're gonna play i want to hear you sad every show and that's that's fine that's great yeah and and honestly um, i mean for all of this is essentially just rooms too cold light yeah and so rooms too cold came out changed my life love it i don't need to go too much everybody i know that's heard it loves it it's a fantastic if you don't album, like that album I'll, I'll fight you that's that's fair to say yeah i will say it is probably their best um album but it's i do think they have other great albums that can ride alongside mm-hmm. it um I remember buying The Mother, The Mechanic, and The Path when it came out. That was a little bit of a big bite that they tried to take off with a three-disc album. Um, and this kind of started my hesitation with Ace Enders, I should say, because I didn't like the first I Can Make a Mess album. Uh, I'm not usually a huge fan of his acoustic-only stuff because he just... I love him. I'm so closely related to him as a songwriter, engineer, producer, you know anything like that because he follows a very I'm kind of jealous of his life that he's chosen because he runs a recording studio he produces bands he does all his own stuff he kind of just lives the life that I think is so interesting and kind of the path I would love to go down mm-hmm. but that's not as lucrative as what I do now so <laughs> there's re- there's reasons for that and I just I'm not that disciplined like he is but I I love the discipline he has because he just writes I mean, think of all the songs he's written. I mean, like he's become such a great songwriter because he just keeps writing. He's always writing. He literally so he has potential. Uh, honest to God, I think of all of the people that came out of like that early two thousands emo indie scene. Like yeah. he may have fucking written the most music of any of them. Like yeah, and and, and they're all great. But I think it's that triple disc is like well, first. The first I can make a mess was like my first of like okay, he's he's writing things I don't enjoy. That's okay. I've got stuff I like by him, and there were so many great songs on that triple disc. But like it was too much and it sh- and he even admits now he p- could have scaled it back but that was something he did and he took a chance and i don't you know begrudge him that then they obviously had a falling out blah 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 but incurrence came out in 2012 their um comeback album and i fucking love incurrence it, that, so that is that you, it's a good album i've never given it as much of a shake as i probably should have uh but i it's i it's a good album i never disliked any of it and there's actually a couple songs yeah. on there that i think are like some of the best early november songs yeah, it, it was really good. And this is around the time between that and after he got really good at um, I Can Make a Mess, which he did Ace Enders and a million different people. Like he's done enough projects like that. He finally just realized early November is for this, for my kind of mainstream more and it sticks to this style and he can use I Can Make a Mess as like his experimental style. Mm-hmm. So he's done enough experimental stuff and I Can Make a Mess. And I like all those releases, you know, they're hit or miss because he's trying new stuff and I love that. But I think I played you one when you were down here last. Yeah. Like he did one where he recorded... He was bouncing tracks 
for a, a record he was doing and he basically he does them in real time so he had you know three to four minutes to uh while the songs were bouncing down and he would take an acoustic guitar turn on the microphone on his iphone and record whatever came out and he would use those iphone recordings and record a song over mm-hmm. it so like in this the i can make a mess album you hear it in the background of the, these iphone recordings like with the songs it's actually a really decent album for what he did he made 10 songs just out of his first ideas and they're not awful yeah um so i definitely recommend checking that out anyway so they early november put out another album in 2015 called imbue um i didn't like that one as much it took a turn and it didn't sound as um cohesive to me it's got some great songs on it but it's not one that i uh, go back to often Mm -hmm. um he did that 15 year acoustic album which was decent um i always like when he does early november songs acoustically that were you know full band um and then there's this they were going to put out Lilac like last year. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know that. Had a whole, had a whole bunch of problems, or he didn't like it, and he kind of went through some stuff emotionally, and all all that's referenced on this album. And so he finally kind of revisited it, and then put out the version we have now. And I was a little nervous about it because I did not like the first single, "Hit by a Car," when it first came yeah. out. Um, it did not hit me well. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was like, this is the ace. I don't. I don't enjoy. Um, and then Ava Maria came out and I was like, okay, I like that a little more. But, um, so I went into this with just thinking, okay, this is just going to be another ACE project. That's like not fully fleshed out or anything, but, uh, no, I fucking love this album. <laughs> Long story short. Uh, I think it fucking rips from the first moment I turned it on. I love that opener. Um, every, I've listened to it probably four times, just like you. I've, this is probably, I love the chances he took on this. I love that the band, and this is probably mostly him. I know the drummer's still in it, and all the original members are still technically involved. You can listen to um, the lead singer syndrome of him that came out about a month mm-hmm. ago, and he kind of explains it. But, like, you know, Joe, the guitar player, he kind of manages them more. He manages a bunch of different bands. He deals with, like, Foxing and... Hmm, um, I didn't know that. Shit, a, a bunch of bands we like, he manages. Um, and the bass player kind of went off to do something else, but he's actually back for this tour. So they all kind of are, are around in the process of still... They're still the early November, but it's really ace, but I think the drummer kind of plays more of a part when it comes to writing because mm-hmm. ace doesn't play drums like this he plays drums on his uh, on i can make a mess a lot yeah. but um, and they're not they're much more this. simplistic than this they are uh but yeah you can tell this is involved and he tours with um a f- uh people that you've seen before and they kind of fade in and out but anyway this i just like the chant like he's progressed so much as a musician and a songwriter that like i like this is like he's almost like when he does stuff like this, it changes the musical landscape of the genre that people are going to start duplicating it. Yeah. Like he's, he's always, he's always first to the table with like, I'm going to try something really weird. And then, and not that anything on this album's crazy, but like there are some weird moments, mm-hmm. like especially hit by a car or even Ava Maria or, um, Oh, what's the one on here? Like you own my mm-hmm. mind. Like there's just like, there's some weird stylistic choices that all work, but it's kind of a brave choice to do. But when you're this deep in your discography, it's like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And it comes across as it's it's uh, very confident, I guess, is how it comes across. Yeah, that, that's that's a very, very good way to describe it as a confident album. Yeah. And <laughs> I bring this up because your brother told me this and my wife, your sister has told me this. And I've never thought this before, but um, especially in recent releases that I've done, everybody, those two people especially have said, I sound like Ace Enders. And I have not tried to sound like Ace Enders ever in my vocal career. But your brother did not know who this band was, and his current girf- girlfriend showed him a song off The Room's Too Cold, and he was like, is that fucking Griffin singing? <laughs> I'm like, I take that as a compliment, but I'm really not trying to sound like Ace Enders. But I, the point is, I'm trying to say is he's been a huge influence on me, whether I knew it or not. Yeah. 
Um, and I think he has a great voice, but um, I probably in my last two releases, I probably sound like him more than anything. But um, I, I'm going to like anything he does. I think I was more shocked that this one was so well done because I felt like he was not fully invested in anything he was releasing yeah. since incurrence. Like he's just kind of doing stuff because he's he pulled in several different directions and I get that. And none of it was bad, but this just, this sounds way confident. It's a great direction. I'm here for it. They're playing in town soon and I'm probably gonna have to miss the show. It's like in two weeks, um, unfortunately because of a work thing, but I'm here for it. I hope this is where he's going to go. This just sounds like a great direction for him to take. Yeah. Like it, it's still early November, but he's not, he's not like Blink-182 where he's retreading the same uh, path. You know, oh yeah. This is, this is so, so different from the room's too cold, but it could be played with the same songs off that album. Yes. I, on a, on a set yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've bro. I mean, I'm, I am, I'm right there with you. Uh, you, you said a couple things that I think sort of like, that you you embodied what I what I wanted to say that I couldn't quite get the words for because confident is really a great way to describe it and I think yeah. that so here you know you reference some of those uh, stylistic choices that he had made and I think that like that was initially on my first listen through it wasn't that I was uh, it wasn't that I thought that any of it was bad but it was just like I was like mm, I don't I don't think this is for me I think this is written for somebody else and that's okay I wasn't like upset about it but I realized that. Um, I was like, you know, this is actually kind of stuck in my head. I want to go back and just like listen to it again. And then as soon as I started it through the second time, it just like it took over and I was like, oh, no, wait, I get it. I'm here for it. And stylistically, I think that uh, confident is a good way to describe it because he's he's doing things that are like, you know, they're very they're mainstream pop. I mean, he has vocal yeah. melodies and 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 things in there yeah. that are like literally could be, and I don't mean this as a diss. They could be out of like a Taylor Swift song or something. I mean, no, I think he's he's always had his pulse on, uh, or he's been on the pulse of like what's what's in pop music. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a very great ear, and he's like he's just he's crazy talented. So this is not all this is not by accident. Correct, I guess is you know yeah. But I don't think it's calculated either. I think he just he he's progressed as a musician and decided you know this is this is a style I like or. If you haven't heard the album, it's it, this sounds like it's like crazy, you know, like he's doing some fucking opera singing or something. But it's just like it's it's the subtlety <laughs> of the songs he's written. They're still great emo or indie rock songs, mm-hmm. but there's just there's these subtleties that he's added to it um, that just take it to the next level. Yeah, and it's it's like he'll do it for thir- th- three seconds, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, I want to hear that again. It's like, and that's, it, that's, it's you know, and it is like you said, it's it's an emo album. Though. I mean, it's sad. I, I mean, yeah. listening to the lyrics and and oh, lyrically, yeah, and fuck, yeah. It's, and it's also like album. reading. You know, I haven't I haven't listened to that uh, lead singer syndrome episode, but I you know I've seen some of the the press that he's done about it and seen him talk sure. about it and stuff. And um, he is very open that this is like this is an album about you know a very you know hard period of his life and and i it i mean it comes through through and through it is a sad album but at the same time it doesn't feel like something that bums me out like it so brianna my girlfriend doesn't really enjoy albums that are like super sad or super heavy because that's not the emotion she wants to feel out of music and i i understand that but a lot of the shit i listen to is sad but this is an album where i feel like lyrically it is sad but like i don't feel sad when i'm listening to it because he's he's doing so many things to keep my mind occupied or to bring everything else up and um the one of the ways that i sort of internally was thinking about it to myself is that in the best way possible this sounds like it could be uh on 
whenever if you remember anyone out there uh when ipods were still a thing and they were doing the commercials where it was like the neon background with just like a white outline like silhouette of someone dancing and it was like oh, a bunch yeah, of hip yeah. ass songs that were like when pop music was yeah. really coming into its own i mean it sounds like it yeah. could be on like a commercial like that it sounds very mainstream at times but yeah. never in a never in like a cheesy way or never in like a try hard way it just seems like that's what he was writing and like you said he's got his finger on the pulse and I think a lot of bands, especially um, a lot of these bands that have been sort of coming back that were in this genre in the early 2000s and stuff, they've come back and realized, you know, okay, the way that we can still make money and continue this is to be a more pop-friendly band. But I don't think they've they've got it. This feels like it has it. This feels like it has legs. Yeah, it, it's not, yeah, it's not pop in the sense that, like, it's bubblegum. It's like, it's just, it's... I don't know. It's, it's easier listening. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I, get, I don't have to describe it. There's a, there's a phrase that we're both missing, but if you listen to it, you'll kind of know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It, well, it's sort of, uh, I, I feel like, um, I mean, this isn't exactly it, but it's like, and me and you had talked about this article a few years ago. There was that whole thing called the, like the millennial whoop. That was like the, the yeah, vocalization yeah. that people do, but it's like, he has yeah. these elements of things that like, like you said, I don't think it was necessarily like he was, he thought the album had to have these things, but He's yeah. very in tune to what makes pop albums and, and things like that work and why they yeah. get stuck in your head. And uh, he, he capitalizes yeah, on all that. He's definitely got that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, he's written enough songs. He's, he's figured out the formula mm-hmm. for sure. But it's not formulaic. It's just he, he knows he knows what he's good at. But I think he also tried to do something new with every every single song on here. So mm-hmm. it's... I mean, every time I listen to it, I find a different favorite for sure. Yes. But, I mean, the, you know, Make My Bed is probably one of my favorites right now. And there's <laughs> that fucking actually that was uh, Make yeah. My Bed was probably my choice as well. Uh, yeah. He he whistles through that back half mm-hmm. of that song. And I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm here for that. But I literally like I mean, every single song on here I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little perplexed by from the stuff I've seen on Instagram. Like everybody's at least the, the consensus seems that Comatose is like everybody's favorite song. And I'm like, that's probably not my favorite. It's a great song, but it's like the most. It's probably because it's the most early November sounding song yeah. on the album. Um, and so that's why I'm like, okay, it's good, but like that's not the best one. But I, I would say my least favorite right now is probably the last track, The Lilac. Yeah. Um, just because it doesn't do a lot. It's a good song, but it's acoustic and it just it doesn't really do much in mm-hmm. it compared to the other songs. So it's just, I don't know. But I'd say every single song in here is a banger. I still love that opener. I love how it starts with just like that vocal. It's great. Like it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't give you any no, time. It's fucking it just, great. It's a, it's an album that I want to really share lovely. with people. Like I I want people to yeah. listen to this with me, or even just like I want to recommend this to somebody to say listen yeah. to it because I, I think that like like I said it's fucking good and and he does sort of coming at it from the other perspective. I mean his voice I I don't find it grating at all. I know that Morgan know, does not really like yeah. his voice. Uh, and I but and I understand why people wouldn't necessarily. I mean it. And she tells me I sound like him. So how do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh well she's got to cover her own ass for that one i can't oh yeah, uh yeah. but i think that you know his voice like you know it's he does still have sort of the emo inflection at some points and he has like a very specific register and uh sure but i don't think it's not as bad as it was you know in 2000 no though. no I mean, definitely he's not, not. He's, he's figured out his voice it's just it's a it's not even a higher register it's just it's not if you don't like that style of, yeah expression right yeah that's true it's it's yes the way he, that he's getting these lyrics across uh, is a very sort yeah. of specific style i suppose but i mean it's it's good though i mean he's he's not doing yeah. any of it disingenuously he's not doing any of it poorly um it's all great and honestly i i think that like 
I, I worry that this album will not be as big as it should be because I, I think that not only for early November fans, I think that this is an album that people should, uh, in, in the mainstream music scene, I think they should listen to and they should give a shot because it's it's got literally almost something think, for everyone. Yeah, I think it'll be probably a, a slow rise, mm-hmm. but I think it's going get, to get him or the band, I think it's going to get more. I mean, he's on a headlining tour right now and granted he's playing smaller places, which I think is fine, but I think it's going to, I mean, they're on rise records. There's plenty of promotion behind it, but I think this one's, um, if they do it right, I think this one will definitely get them back mm-hmm. into people's, uh, people's vision more. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so like, it, it just, when I think about the album, I think about it being, it like, it makes me even just like thinking about it makes me want to sort of snap a finger, or, like tap a toe because it's very like, yeah. it's upbeat it's got grooves that you that are sort of easily digestible while also being like you know fairly layered and complex and uh you know the track listing is great it doesn't he's not like hammering home one point for too long um it's it's just it's very well-rounded and i um honestly more so than uh, a good chunk of the albums we've listened to on here and even albums that i've listened to for 2019 in general i mean it's it's one of the most listenable albums i've heard in a while and just makes me want to go back and just like even now i'm like i'm probably gonna listen to this whenever we're done with this call because i'm gonna fucking oh yeah it's it's fantastic yeah i can't say enough i mean it'll it'll definitely be in my top for the mm-hmm. year it, it may be number one for all i know but right now it's it's definitely climbing oh up. yeah i i said so, yeah i would say but i i wanted it i wanted this album like this is what i wanted so like this is it's it's special to mm-hmm. me because of who it is and what it is and this is a st- this is you know my style of music so oh yeah um but i think it's good enough that it'll transcend other i i yes so. i very much agree with that um and i w- i would say uh, favorite songs and these are probably what i'll throw on the playlist as well uh i think make my bed is probably my favorite as you said um yep. i also yeah perfect sphere to start the album is also great um yep. but i actually i really like the second song as well my weakness uh because i i love the i love the guitar line in there it just works really well like it it yep for at risk of sounding like pretentious like the whole thing just sort of like conjures imagery like i can picture a music video to that without actually having a music video for it and um it's 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 really good and if i had to pick a least favorite not that that's what this is about but i think that uh you own my mind is probably my least favorite but only because only be i love that i don't oh I didn't like it at first. I like it. Now. It's it's not that I and I, I I hesitate to even say that because it's not that I dislike it, but uh, in the scheme of, of everything right. else, it it has like the vocal pattern that he's doing in it. Uh, I mean, you would even reference like that's one of the more different ones. Like the vocal pattern is is more akin to a style that I'm not as big into, but it it works and it's not a bad song at all. I wouldn't skip it if that tells you anything. No, I think the chorus is what it brings all that together. I love the. Cause I didn't like it at first. Cause it, uh, it well it sounds like he's, uh, and maybe he is, and I just haven't read the lyrics, but it sounds like he's saying you're, you're, you're on. My that's mind. what I thought he was saying at first. Yeah. And, and that's what pissed me off. And I was like, it's always saying you own my mind. I'm like, well then just say it right. Yeah. But he could be bouncing back and forth depending on the time that he says it. And that's what I haven't really paid attention to. Um, it could be that subtlety, but the chorus is really good on that song. And then as I finally kept hearing it, I'm like, oh, this one's been stuck in my head. So I like them all. I mean, I can't, the whole, yeah, the only one I, it's great. When I get to the lilac, the last track, which I'm sure has much more importance than I'm giving it, um, it's the one that kind of makes me just want to start over again because it's it's an acoustic song and it just it doesn't have a lot of peaks and valleys. It just kind of straight through kind of the same tone. Yeah. So, um, and that's the kind of early November stuff I don't enjoy is the um, 
the non I, I don't want to say non flashy, but there's the, on the first few listens, there's nothing in that song that's making me want to come back to it. But yeah. it's still a good song. That's fair. Uh, but all the other tracks are completely, you know, different from each other. Yeah, so, I mean, it, uh, it's... I like the singles now. All yeah, I, I really cannot recommend Lilac highly enough. Um, I think that it's yeah. certainly one of the bigger surprises of the year for me. Um, fucking good, good for them. And I, I do I do think that, not that I really had any doubts before, but uh, I, I mean, I, I'm very similar to you in that I've or, uh, I've always really respected Ascenders, and I think that he's, yeah. um, you know he's very much been a part of almost like all the music that I enjoy and uh, it's great. But I think that this really drove it home for me that like, I understand why he is, uh, you know, like why he's so ingrained in music and why people would go to him for like helping on you know, help writing songs or anything like he, he is very much like a very high quality musician. Um, I think that he's great at what he does. He's, I don't know. Can't say enough about it. Lilac is great. Yeah, you should check out his uh, at least on Instagram, the the Lumberyard. The Lumberyard is his studio, um, and a lot of great bands have made great albums mm-hmm. there. So there, none of them. Ha- he's always done really like um, pretty independent indie bands that haven't blown up. I mean, the only big thing he's done is he's worked with uh, uh, Dan Campbell from the Wonder mm. Years, all yeah. the Aaron Aaron West stuff. They actually did a they did a collaboration together last year um, that I didn't really listen to because I'm not a huge Dan Campbell fan anymore, but. Um, him and Dan Campbell did a project together, and I can't remember what it's called now. To be honest with you, I I'm not I I am not a big Dan Campbell guy either. <laughs> yeah, so but either way, they did a thing together. That's probably his most notable thing that's come out of the the Lumberyard is all the Aaron West and the Roy mm-hmm. stuff and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, he's uh, he what's the reason I bring it up is because he'll post a lot of behind the scenes stuff um all on there, so it's cool. Yeah, to see. Uh, which included which included him making the early November stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean. Ascenders man just keeps fucking yep. keeps doing it for us. I like it. Uh, I like it. Well, let's let's take a, another uh, swim through different genre waters and let's move on to Car Bomb, the opposite of early November. Uh, so I I don't know how many people are really. I mean it's. I don't know how many people are very privy to uh, Car Bomb. And I say that because, Griffin, me and you are very big, uh, we're very big metal fans. Like, we, we like progressive metal. We're into a lot of this uh, very complex shit and pretty much all the things that they are related to. But, like, we were in the car with each other when we discovered Car Bomb. And essentially, I think, I think oh, yeah. it was like a Humanity's Last Breath thing where it came on, like, at the end of another album. And we both yes. sort of were scratching our heads like, okay, what? huh? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, so for anyone that's not really familiar, and they're, they've released sort of sporadically. Their first album is in 2007, and there's usually a pretty big gap between their albums. They seem to be releasing them now with a little more frequency, but... Um, do you know their backstory? And I do not, and I was going to ask if you did, so I'll, oh. I'm I, by yeah. all means, I will have you get into that. Oh, I just I, I can tell you why that, that's like that. So th- what's interesting about this band um, is they've been around since 2000, and they've got four albums to their name and I want to say that they're probably late thirties, early forties at this point. Um, so they're not young dudes and the music they're writing makes it even more impressive that they're not young, but, uh, I think they're from New York, but that doesn't matter. Either way, it's the same four guys the whole time. And they're all in very, um, 
uh, high tech jobs. So very or very high paid tech jobs. So that's why they don't do a lot all the time because they're doing their day jobs. And I think with their last release, Meta is when they finally started to come out mm-hmm. and like people noticed them and they started touring with bigger bands. So actually they're doing this a lot more now. Um, but the cool thing about them is they're completely independent. They've done everything, all the releases, all their merch, all the stuff themselves, and they've built their own studios. They built their own microphones. Like they're they're the definition of DIY, <laughs> and so that's what that's what makes all this so impressive. Is if you listen to this band and you're like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> like because it's wild. It doesn't make sense that yeah, it's fucking wild. And um, the the first two albums, while while good and probably good when they came out, like it, I think they found their sound with. 2016's yeah. Meta, and that's where like I kind of really enjoy them. There's great songs on the other ones, but to me, Meta and the new one uh, was it more. How do you say it? Uh, Mordial. 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 Um, they're they're almost like companion pieces. Even the album artwork and everything else. I mean, I think they're probably designed that way. But either way, this is just fucking complex, crazy music, and I love. Yeah, it. so it's. I mean, <laughs> if you're so if you're wondering, if you're a person out there who hasn't maybe listened to Carbomb, and and you're wondering. You know what? What are the what does this sound like? You know, it very clearly is something complex. So just imagine if you were like, "Hey, I want my Mashuga to sound kind of like it's a little bit mixed with Pantera, but also a little bit mixed with early two thousands metalcore. Oh, but also Chino Marino sings on some of the songs, and that's pretty much it. Also, <laughs> and also Dillinger Escape Plan and a factory. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the fact. There is okay. Oh, and, oh, and especially with this new release, the first thing I thought of is this sounds like a more um, talented Fear Factory. Yes, oh my God. This band, yes, to this a is fucking... what this band sounds like. So if you if you ever liked Fear Factory and wanted them to grow the fuck up and not be corny as fuck, um, this is the band for you. Uh, yes, and <laughs> lo- so just, I mean, it, it is literally like, some of the more complex metal that still works that like I that I can remember hearing. I mean, it is full, absolutely full of like, tempo changes it is full of fucking like crazy yeah, time signature I don't, I don't changes understand how, i don't understand how they recorded this like there's no way this drummer used a click track and if they did well, they may, maybe they did and they programmed every single part of it to record because there's this is all recorded there's yeah nothing no it's it is real <laughs> it is a guitar player a bassist a drummer and a singer and it's impressive that it's even that and even seeing them live do it but either way i can't imagine the headache of because the tempo changes are so i they either could have programmed every part of it to record to a, temp, uh, a metronome or they just felt it out live. And if either way, it's impressive. So it doesn't matter. It's, how they I do mean, it, it's it just, insane. It'll change on a dime. Literally on a dime. Yeah, just, uh, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, but it also, that makes it seem like maybe it's going to like not work at times, but like it works. Oh, it, works. it always <laughs> works. And all of these songs sound so cohesive. And I, I really can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I think that in, you know, sort of how you said this is like what Fear Factory like should have sounded like if they would have grown up. I don't yeah. mean to blaspheme. This is almost, especially this album, almost is kind of like what I wish Mashuga sounded like, at least back in the day. Yes. Because I, lo- I no, love I, Mashuga. Even now, I, I love Mashuga too, but this, like it's so much of what Mashuga is, is repetitive mm-hmm. and there's always really cool moments of Mashuga, and I, it's it's it it is what it is. They are they are their thing, and they'll always be their thing. But Carbomb has taken it in a mm-hmm. new level. That's like, here's this really cool thing, and what if we just, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, but that's so true. I mean, 
yeah, and like they don't they don't they don't linger on shit. I mean, there are, there are probably moments. Um, it's a hard album to listen to because so much is happening. So it, it took multiple listens to like pick out the pieces I liked and figure out how all the pieces go together. So I can imagine on first listen, it's like okay, this is just crazy nonsense, and I can't find the hook, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I've I've found yeah. the hook now, and it took me that it took me it it took me a second on the last album too because it was just. You know why is Chino fucking singing over this fucking trash can? Like I don't get it. <laughs> it, it like but it's, it, sounded, it literally does yeah. sound like mach- like machinery, like technical machinery at work. It's it, insane. The the visual I get uh, when I listen to this is fucking um, like if Starship Troopers and um, Pacific Rim. Oh my god! Were in the same universe. <laughs> like that's that's what I imagine is happening. The soundtrack to this to it would be this album. Yes, it's just fucking lasers and fucking machinery and just fucking giant I mean, mechs it, it, yes like, like I, don't, I don't know how to, that's the only way i can describe so it. there it's, so uh there's a song on the at the new album um i mean there's there's every song has something else that's going to make your brain hurt but uh there's the yeah. track number five it's called dissect yourself oh i knew yeah, it literally sounds do it <laughs> it sounds like someone uh took a guitar and said, hey, instead of recording the guitar on this song, I'm just going to play with a fucking laser tag vest. And yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, I cannot, it sounds that like I did not think should be coming out of a guitar. And it sounds like the guitar is screaming right. for help while also being like liquefied into a laser. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the most impressive use of a, digit- a Digitech whammy I've heard since, you know, Suicide Note Part 2. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yes. It's it's very, it's so, and they do it live, and I haven't seen them live, and I've missed two opportunities now, and it's very disappointing. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't think I've seen enough live footage. So I, I don't know if they pull it off well live. It doesn't matter. They do it on the album, but it's, but all the, st- it's all the, the ascending and descending tones. Like, they'll be, you know the the melody will just shift and go down and down mm-hmm. and down and then back up 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 and even with the crazy fucking laser sounds it's just like I, it just you listen to it and you're like i feel like i'm in tron i'm just fucking it is who am i fighting and where yeah is I, it, like i <laughs> this is i mean it really is music that you would listen to while driving a light cycle from tron like this is the music yeah. that would be over the loudspeakers it's i mean it's it's wild yeah. and i but at the same time um and i think this is to their credit and this is also sort of uh this sort of works for mashuga as well is that they don't necessarily take themselves too seriously. And I mean, I, I didn't realize all the no. things that you had said about their sort of background and stuff, but even still, like it yeah. comes through that um, they're not doing this to be like up their own ass. Like they, they're, for yeah. example, one they're... of my favorite moments uh, of the entire album is I was looking through the uh, track listing whenever I initially popped it on and I was like, oh, what's the song in the middle? It's fucking Zoxoy or some shit. It's like tra- track six. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And you turn it on, and the opening lyrics for a, a good chunk are literally just him, sa- the singer, saying XOXOXOY, and that's the name of the song. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. Like he And it, he does yeah. it, and it sounds like it's some like awesome fucking crazy badass metal part, but he's literally just saying letters in a row. Like yeah. to, and it's, it's fucking great. Well, to, to that point, I mean, they're... The second album is you know uh you can't even pronounce it but it's basically a waveform is what that's yeah. supposed to be with the uh, apostrophe w carrot w carrot, carrot you know like that's they do weird shit like that I mean, and because like i said they're all in tech backgrounds so they do all kinds of weird stuff and throw all this stuff in there but my favorite part i think it's in the fourth song is either the third or fourth song where he's just 
like every 30 seconds he's like pick yeah it up, pick it up, pick I, it up. <laughs> I think that's it uh, i was like oh, i shit. think that's in vague skies i'm glad you said that because i would have forgot it literally yeah. is just he randomly is <laughs> scawing me up real quick yeah i just fucking just uh, come on throw me a couple of oys in there Let's yeah like, it, was just, it took me by surprise i was like hey, it works. The, actually uh <laughs> the, it made me do you remember when we saw spill canvas and that drummer told that joke oh god <laughs> yeah what was fucking uh how many ska kids does it take to pick up a light bulb or to, to screw in a light bulb is fucking yeah. uh, one to drop it in 99 to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> That's the fucking, that was the best joke I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was good. Fuck it. Yeah. So the, the pick it up part is definitely worth it. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's the same review. I'll give the Casimir one that we talked about. It's just, this is more metal, but it's, it's, it's complex. If you like the genre, if you're, if you know what you're listening to, like it's definitely for, the thinking man's metal yeah, yes uh but it's fun like it's nothing there's nothing about it like my i always feel like sometimes is work yeah um, i would agree with that but this one didn't this didn't feel like it just felt fun to listen to and like it just had moments and it's not like one that i'm gonna you know listen to every day or anything but i always go back to car bomb especially if it comes on shuffle i'm like okay let's do it like fucking can i flip this car and can i do it yeah myself? it's i mean it's um. <laughs> it's ridiculous it's just it's such like a breath of fresh air to hear um yeah. like i said it's it's mainly because to me the draw is that it doesn't feel like a band who's trying to like so, so many of these bands that come out in this genre and especially in in 2019 and you know the age of we we talked about this a few episodes back in the youtube episode where you know these there's so much overproduced shit and people are learning how they can make themselves seem like the best guitar player on the fucking planet or something and like oh yeah no. this is this does not feel that way they're not trying to make like it's just inherently complex because that's just very clearly how these dudes brains work and it's like it's fun yeah. it's lighthearted, but it's also i mean just stunning it sounds genuine yeah. though i mean if you, the theme of most of our episodes is that's the stuff we really like is the genuine you know that's why i don't like the blink 182 and there's nothing genuine about it this just sound this is what they're doing you know their backstory where they're they diy to the core and, but diy in a way that's like they want to make something different. They are purposely going out of their way, spacing apart their efforts to make something different. And it it comes across and it's, it's very well done. And I love the album artwork. I love their, I have a t-shirt by them. I love their merch designs. Like it's, you can tell that a lot of um, thought went into what they're doing. Oh yeah. And um, I hope they get bigger, but I don't think they're going to be a band that gets huge, but the fact that they're even doing it and still doing it and the same four members since 2000 is impressive. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) yeah. If they make a fifth album, I'm here for it. But the, this is a great discography there. I've yeah. and so I've seen um, little snippets. Uh, there's a few people that I keep up with on YouTube that break down various um, drum parts uh, for like especially more complex music like this, and uh, they've done a few things about Car Bomb, and I've seen videos of them playing stuff live, like some of their really complex parts. And, uh, like they do it, they do it perfectly live. And actually from, from a musical standpoint, whenever a lot of this stuff is like written out, I mean, like, obviously it takes a very, you know, musical mind, but it's not like it's complete random shit. I mean, it's very calculated and thought out, but it also is like, uh, you know, it just sounds infinitely complex, but they're playing it all live. They're nailing it. And it's, it's fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a bunch of panic chords, you know, it's not, you know, early Norma Jean or any shit like that. You know, it's it's it sounds that you're not gonna hear from anybody else and there it's it's kinda like to me, it's it's almost like Rage Against Machine back in the day where they you know, Tom Morello was producing, you know, his own noises and they put that, that disclaimer on every album, like, you know, every sound was made by 
the members of this yeah. band. You know, nothing was, you know, fake. And that's pretty much I'm I'm sure there's some tech involved in what they're doing, especially in twenty nineteen, but it to me it's like that refreshing take that like what Rage Against the Machine was like they're making this crazy noise and it's the four of these guys yeah. doing it, you know. And th- that's what's all the more impressive. It is, yeah. I mean, so uh, li- listen to Car Bomb, and uh, I mean, honestly, like I feel like even if you don't like metal, just like listen to at least a, uh, listen to Dissect Yourself and just play that oh, for yes. your friends. Definitely. Uh, Dissect Yourself is probably the best chaotic one on here. I would say the best Car Bomb song on here is the title. Track. Yes, more. Yeah, Mordial is, is a really good song b- because it, it hits all all the aspects of their heavy, soft, chaotic mm-hmm. side. I mean, it's got, a, I mean, most of their songs have that too, but like I keep coming back to that title track. Like when it comes on, I'll like look down and go, Oh, it's that song again. No wonder I fucking yeah. like this. It has like a minute intro too, of like, just like building, uh, uh, ambient sounds anyway, but like it just, it just has all the right carbon, which I'm sure is why they named the album that it's just like, it's the perfect description of them. Is yeah. That song, so I mean, but dissect yourself is definitely the one to show to be like yeah that, and that's yeah i feel like that's the song where even if you're not going to be into the whole album like if you want to just put something on to like make you chuckle because of like you're just incredulous like put on dissect yourself yeah uh and yeah. it will fucking blow everyone's mind um yeah i mean it's great it, it's you know a very specific genre it's going to be too heavy for a lot of people but if you like heavy music listen yeah. to car bomb and go listen to their other stuff too uh it is everyone will love it yeah, and uh, the one I forgot to mention, what they sound like too, and it's on there for for fans also like, but it's one of the first things they thought of is it. Ion Dissonance. Yes, it, that's uh, that's sort of a deep cut, I feel like, but yes, it very much sounds like Ion Dissonance. Yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely different than Ion Dissonance, but it's you know they could be mm-hmm. on tour together. God, wouldn't that be a fucking show? Oh yeah, I miss Ion Dissonance. I yeah, they have a, bro. Spoiler alert: they still bump. Yeah, I, I did they put a thing? Oh yeah, I, I have that album on the latest. Yeah, cast the first stone, but. The best on Dissonance is still... Uh, <laughs> that album's so good. Let's, come on, let's talk about it. Actually, I'm putting that on rotation tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> cue that up. Uh, yeah, and my, Minus the Herd was good too, though, but it's all about breathing as well. Though. Yeah, oh man. Uh, I, I love... It also actually... I mean, this is on the fans also like as well, but it definitely does have a little bit of like Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza on there. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. But yeah, it it's, yeah. it, but it's uh, the better uh, version of that. Yeah, it's not. it's not chaos for the yeah. sake of chaos like i, I don't know i, I guess carbon kind of is but it, it just sounds it seems more yeah because tony dan's is a bit more in my mind it's like it's very much like breakdown heavy and like you know it's fucking like yeah. pit music and kind of like i mean tony danza changes a lot over time too i guess but i mean like the the main guy who fucking writes you know the tony danza stuff that guitar player he's like the guitar player and songwriter for amir now so like that, if that tells you anything yeah, so for, like i can't yeah, it just seems like breakdown for the sake of breakdown. But there's no, I don't think I'm going to be able to pit to car bomb. I'm just going to be taking notes and just. Yeah, well, my, I'd fucking, Friday, I think I'd fracture my C7 if I had to try and headbang to yeah. fucking <laughs> car bomb because the time signatures are just too buck wild. Yeah. Uh, I did read something, <laughs> a comment on I whatever video it was like, oh shit, my, uh, my grass just cut my lawnmower. <laughs> oh jesus uh all right well that's that that wraps it up that that that's that's it and i you know that's that was a good fucking two albums that 
I didn't even know the car bomb one was coming out until like literally a week and a half ago when you when you texted me and were like, oh shit, also car bombs out this Friday. I'm on the polls, baby. Seriously, uh, so two albums that I did not expect me to want to listen to as much as I do, but I like I like I said, I'll get off this call and I'll still want to fucking listen to those. Um, Blink One Eighty Two though, if yeah, also great. bad. We're, I just want to reiterate, it's bad. No, it's real bad. Yeah, listen to listen to Casimir Lubertsky. Yes. Do not listen to yeah so you got you got three big thumbs up from us this week um and you know to be honest we're we're getting close to the end of the year so uh you know we've got we've got a couple more months where there's a few more releases coming out um there's a few bands that i think are more my neck of the woods than yours griffin that i think i'll i'll sort of make us throw on here and see what you think about time uh Shit. namely i think the one that i i know comes out on friday uh, we're gonna be. I'm gonna make us talk about the new Kublai Khan album, and uh, I have never listened to that. Uh, one, so. Well, get ready because it's fucking. You know what? Here, here. I'm gonna. After we're off this, I'll actually. You can just look it up right now for free. It's K U B L A I space K H A N, and they are a like. Is it Kublai Khan, Texas? Yep, that's them. Uh, they are from they are from El Paso, and I saw them with Straight from the Path. I have been aware of them for a long time. Uh, they are fucking over the top, and the lead singer is looks like Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones. <laughs> and uh, it is I I actually have described it to people before as uh, Khal Drogo core, and it's bro listen they're they're like they have been releasing uh some new singles leading up to their album that comes out on friday i'm not gonna get too much into it now because i'll get too excited because it's fucking it's it's just like hilariously awesome um but we'll talk about that more on our next episode and there's gonna be a few others coming out as well so uh this we've got a never-ending amount leading up to sort of i think probably around november mark and then things will slow down and then we can really start looking we can dig in and start figuring out you know what what are the tops of this year um we've got some good contenders looking back at what we've talked about i mean if you think i've stopped listening to that quote, <laughs> you're dead wrong i thought you were going to tell me uh you if you'd stop listening to that he is legend album but no, that I've that one has trailed off, but it is definitely in my list for the Cause year. Because they did they did just release that music video uh for White Bat and yeah. it was tight. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan fucking loves White what? Bat. What? Put that on her thing. Because I've said in the podcast, I was like, if you're gonna listen to anything, just listen to White Bat. And she was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that is unexpected, but very welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a great song. All right, everybody. Well, that wraps us up for another wonderful week. Thank you all for listening. Um, as I mentioned before, you can follow along to all the music we talk about with our Spotify playlist we've so handily put together for you. Just search the Audio Files playlist on Spotify. It'll take you right where you need to be. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at uh, Audio Files Pod, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, we will update that every time we've got a new episode out. Uh, and I'm trying to get a little bit better about posting stories of random things that I'm listening to uh, along the way. Um, and you guys can always feel free to get at us on there. And we're just going to keep trucking along, reviewing albums, 
If there's one that you think we missed from this week, or if there's ones coming out that uh, you want us to listen to, send them our way. We're glad to throw them in. Um, we're going to try and... Or other topics. Yeah, or topics. Uh, we're going to try and have a couple albums on episodes like these that we can talk about uh, a little less in depth and a couple that we talk about more in depth. So just sort of what the... We're, we're playing with the hand that the music gods are dealing us. And that's how it's going. <laughs> Um, All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye.